You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Checking off the safety and letting it rip on the mic. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Warning, alert, Washington Commanders. If you work for the Washington Commanders, everyone's auditioning right now. Your job is nothing but a tryout at the moment. Jason Wright, their their president, the president of the team, uh, was all over Radio Row. He was in the mix. Trying out, auditioning. You might say, and I'm not saying that to say Jason Wright deserves to be on a hot seat any more than anyone else, but it does appear as if uh, they should be trying to make sure their value is obvious. Right? New bosses are coming. Now, now pause for applause, right? Pause for uh, every Commanders fan out there to say, did you say new bosses are coming? I don't have anything official to report. I'm not saying that, you know, bid has been accepted and ownership is changing hands. But Sean Payton uh, did mention on Radio Row that owners making a bid for the Washington Commanders, they reached out to him. Hmm. Here's that audio. There were five jobs this year, which is which is really less than the average. I mean, generally speaking, there's about seven a year. But I, I would say there was one thing, and all along, uh, you know, just paying attention to this, it wasn't player driven, it wasn't region driven, it was ownership. The ownership group was fantastic. The general manager, I've gotten to know George Payton, and then and then it was an important football town, like. That triangle is starting with the right ownership group because, look, there are, and you know this, a number of these jobs. All right, we're going to work to get the right clip there. That was uh, Sean Payton explaining why he picked Denver. Uh, I'll, you may just have to take my word for it. We'll try to find the other as well. Uh, but Sean Payton said that Washington and potential owners, meaning owners that had made a bid to buy the Washington Commanders, had reached out to him to see if he would be interested in coaching the Washington Commanders. So for everyone that said it was ridiculous to be pointing out that Ron Rivera was playing golf rather than being at the Senior Bowl, maybe not as ridiculous, right? The optics of it, not as good. Maybe, maybe, maybe he should have been treating it as if eyes had been watching, meaning the potential new owners were paying attention. Maybe... We've all been there, or some of us have been there, right? The days when when you have a new supervisor, new boss, new direct report, whatever you want to call it, uh, and you know they're taking everything in, right? They might have a meeting in a conference room, bring everyone together. What do they say? I'm not going to make any immediate changes. I want to see how things work first. I want to observe. I want to see how you guys operate. And then, you know, I, I'll i see where I... Uh, you know, see room for improvement in way I'd like to do things a little different. Guess what? For at least a couple of weeks, you're on your P's and Q's, right? You're staying late. You're getting there early. You're doing all that kind of stuff. So think about it like this. Dan Snyder 
fielding offers, other owners, making bids. They're calling other coaches and saying, would you like to work for me if I take this Washington job? Well, whoever's in Sean Payton's job better be saying, oh, I better work extra hard. I better come in early. I better work late. I better be at the senior bowl. I better be in the facility. I better be making sure I get the best offensive coordinator. I better be in all of the right places because the potential new owners are watching and they're already talking to my potential replacements. And the only reason we know that they were talking to his potential replacements is because Sean Payton told us. So the the other option is they're probably talking to new GMs. They're probably talking to new presidents. They're probably talking to new head of sales. They're probably talking to new everything. So you better be on your P's and Q's. It is an audition at the moment for Washington. And guess what? Everybody essentially has their audition linked to Sam Howell at the moment. Ron Rivera joined PFT Live. I'll try to get this clip for you. Here he is talking about Sam Howell. How much of Sam Howell's performance in that final regular season game helps you decide on what the path of the position is for 23? Well, you know, to, to, to answer that, Mike, the biggest thing we decide is he will start off as QB1. He will most certainly get the first opportunity. We go into OTAs and minicamp, you know, he'll be QB1. He'll fight for that position. We'll give him every opportunity to earn it. And we'll see what happens once we get into training camp and through it. And just so I understand what that means, because we've got, I think, an unprecedented quarterback musical chairs coming in free agency. You're not in that this year. You're out of it. No, I I think the biggest thing is, you know, is is we have to find a guy to come in that's going to compete. You know, but in terms of finding a guy that you're going to you're going to have to spend a lot of capital on. No, we're not looking for a guy we got to spend a lot of capital on. We're looking for a guy who's going to come in and compete. Sounds to me like they're pretty set on Sam Howe. Because I don't know if you're going to find a cheap guy that's going to step in and take over a roster and be the starter. I mean, it might be very, very expensive just to get a middle-of-the-road free agent to come in and take over a roster. So, let's look at it this way. Your potential new bosses are already talking to your potential replacements. And the big final shebang right the big final uh kerfuffle that you're going to put on the the dog and pony show that you're going to put on to try to save your job is going to have as the main character sam howell not saying it's impossible not saying it won't work out well but i'm saying if you had to bank everything in your current job on one player i don't know how far down sam howell goes on that list and the same is true, right? Because uh, if if a roster can't win because of the quarterback, the GM doesn't look great. If a roster can't win because of the quarterback or because of – I'm not even saying Sam Howell's not a good quarterback. I'm Like, growing pains happen, right? Fifth round, second-year player, one career start, growing pains happen. If the team can't win because they can't overcome that, that doesn't look good for the offensive coordinator, the head coach, the, the quarterback's coach, the GM, the president, like anything. So the new boss is going to come in, and they're going to say, I just want to see how you do things. Oh, look at this. Your record, not good. Your offense, not good. Why am I keeping any of you? Matter of fact, I've already talked to someone I'd like to give a try. Because we know Sean Payton talked to the potential owners. Why? Because Sean Payton told us. Who else do you think they talked to? Right? Do you think they called up, I don't know, Jim Caldwell, who told Washington that he, he would only come out of uh, his little retirement for a head coaching job, and then today we learned took, to, took an assistant job with Carolina? 
Do you think they called? Uh, I mean, name your 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 prospect. Maybe, right? It's not tampering if uh, the guy, the the person calling, is not <laughs> not in the league, right? If the owner doesn't own a team, it's not tampering. They can do whatever they want. They can talk about players. They can call them up. Heck, they might have called Derek Carr. It really is a fascinating little back channel loophole. They should do all their tampering right before their bidding is accepted. And yes, like I don't like saying that that somebody should be fired. Okay, I just it rubs me the wrong way, messing with people's livelihood. But I will say when I think they are on the hot seat, not by my estimation, by what I think others are feeling. And right now, everyone in Washington is on the hot seat just because new owners have their guys, right? They have their people. They want to promote and 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 empower their hires. We have Jacob in the call-in line, 757-687-9494, with a question about Washington's quarterbacks. Jacob, what do you have? Hey, Tim, uh, this is Jacob. I was actually in the studio a few weeks ago visiting with y'all. I was just, uh, um, I had a question for you um, regarding the quarterback situation in Washington. If you were Ron Rivera, the head coach, uh, would you be putting all your chips on the table on Sam Howe, or are you still are you still rolling with Heineke, or what are you doing? Uh, in my opinion, um I still think you start Heineke at the beginning of the season, or you start Wentz at the beginning of the season. Um, All right, appreciate the call. Um, Wentz is not coming back. Wentz, Wentz is going to be he's going to be Gonzo. Um, if I, honestly, and I've I've made this argument in the past, I'm trading up for a quarterback I love, and if I don't love a quarterback in this draft. I'm going to be very bad this year, and I'm going to get Caleb Williams next year. And I might have to have that honest conversation with the owner. I might just say, listen, we could spend $40-plus million on Derek Carr. We'll be better. We'll likely be a contender in the division. I don't think that'll make us a Super Bowl team. We could roll with Sam Howell. It's a bit of a lottery ticket. Again, I don't think that'll make us a Super Bowl contender. We could roll with Heineke. I think we'll be a division contender. I don't think that'll make us a Super Bowl team. Or we could swing for the fences here. We could trade up and go get someone that I think the top of their ceiling is Super Bowl contender. Or we could be very bad for a year and I can get you someone who I'm very confident would make us a Super Bowl contender potentially for the next 10 to 15 years. And then you look at the owner and say, it's up to you. But I want you to base how you judge me as the coach and GM based on your answer to this question. Right, I, I don't want you to say, well, I want you to roll with Heineke. And I say, all right, realistically, I think we, we make the playoffs and probably don't do much when we get there. Then I don't want you to turn around and get mad at me that we didn't win the NFC. Because I'm like, wait a second, you made the decision to, to roll with the guy. that, that that's Like, I can only tell you what I can do. So if I really like C.J. Stroud, I'm, I'm leaning towards him more in this draft the more and more I watch these guys. Um, although he... <laughs> We saw this at, at at Radio Row. I was telling Robbie. I, I don't know what it's called. What's the opposite of pigeon toed? Right? Pigeon toed is when your your feet go in. CJ Stroud was walking around Radio Row and he actually did an interview kind of near us and he was kind of going up and down the aisle and I was looking and I was like, well, he's walking funny. What's weird about it? His toes point out. I don't know what it's called, but I would definitely look into like 
Is that going to be an issue? If that's not going to be an issue, if that's not going to hamper his, his knees or anything long-term, then uh, I'm feeling pretty comfortable with him. I may trade up to go get him if I'm Washington. If not, I'm just waiting for Caleb Williams. Bring the hometown kid home. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto, Sports Radio, 94.1. Is that true? Gary in Chesapeake says it's called slew-footed. Slew-footed. It's coming in all over the text line. I've, I've never heard that before. Never heard that before in my life. Slew-footed. S-L-E-W. Never heard that before in my life. Well, he, well, then, yes, that's what C.J. Stroud is. The opposite of pigeon toed. Derek Carr to be released today, or actually was released today, just waiting on the final official, you know, wire or whatever it's called. Uh, there was no other way this was going to end. There was no other way this was going to end. Derek Carr is finally putting himself first. Coming up next. LeBron James is the highest paid athlete in the world. Imagine how much he could make if he made the playoffs. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. There was no other way this was going to end for the Raiders and Carr. Derek Carr, that is. As soon as they benched him, there was never going to be a trade. Why would there be? By the way, Derek Carr released today by the Raiders, uh, saving them from guaranteeing his $40.4 million contract or million-dollar salary for this upcoming year. Uh, and that does, by the way, a texter asked earlier, um, that does make him scot-free. The The team does not owe him anything. They will not be compensated. There's no trade, no draft picks coming their way, nothing. They're going to lose him for nothing, and he can sign with anyone he chooses. They are... Parting ways. He could sign back with the Raiders if he wanted to for much less if he wanted to. He doesn't, but there's there's really no restrictions on how they move forward. And there was no other way this was going to end. Derek Carr had a no-trade clause, and the team was hoping to trade him. Think about how dumb that is. Everybody knew by today at 4 o'clock they had to release him or else that $40.4 million became guaranteed, and they were still hoping to trade him as if he would waive the no-trade clause which would in turn make the team that he is eventually going to play for send something back for him and make the team that he's playing for worse. Right? He took a visit to the Saints. The team let him go. The the Raiders let him go talk to the Saints. Imagine if he was there and was like, I love the Saints. Yeah, trade a third-round pick for me. Or you could just wait till they cut me and I'll just come here for free, and then we'll use that third-round draft pick on a wide receiver I can throw to. How about that? Just wait it out, and then choose your favorite team and have them be the best they possibly can be around you. And by the way, no one was going to keep his contract the way it was. There was going to be a renegotiation anyway, so he was going to go somewhere new. They were going to give up something for him and then work on a new contract. Makes no sense. And it just goes to show you how botched the Raiders have done this. Josh McDaniels, masterclass. As soon as you decided you were done with them, guess what you should have been trying to do? Praise and persuade Derek Carr. That guy was Raiders for life. He literally said that. I'm a Raider for life. He said, I would rather retire than play for someone else. And then you made him so angry that now he's like, oh, really? Oh, never mind. Watch. I'll see you again. He's going to relish the day he gets to play the Raiders. 
They should have been working with Derek Carr, not being adversaries with Derek Carr. Think about it this way. He is the most attractive quarterback on the market right now. They're going to get nothing for him. Nothing. Think about the previous quarterbacks that have been in this position. Right, The most attractive quarterback on the market two years ago was Matt Stafford. We're talking multiple first-round picks. Last year, the most attractive quarterback on the market, Russell Wilson. We're talking multiple, multiple picks, players, the run of it. This year, the Raiders had the most attractive quarterback on the market. They got huh, nothing. What they should have been saying is, we're going to keep him. We love him. We're not going to bench him for the last two games in a weird move that does nothing but tank the value of our own asset. We're not going to be weirdly unhappy when he makes the Pro Bowl. We're going to be jacked up for him. And then we're going to go to his agent and say, hey, listen, if we were to trade you, is there a list of teams you would want us to focus on because you have the no trade clause? And they might send back the Jets, the the Commanders, the this team, the that team, the Saints. Perfect. Then you might get a couple picks back. You might get first round picks back or at least one. Instead, you cut them scot-free. Be free, Derek Carr. Be free. They weren't letting him talk to other teams because they didn't want him to see the market. Think about how wild that is. Now, he'll get to see the market because his agent's going to be the one creating the market. Josh McDaniels, another edition of pettiness getting in the way. I don't even know, like anger, pride, ego. Feel like I just I just listed a lot of bad name qual- or bad qualities from like Ulysses or something like that, right? It's like a lot, a lot of pride that that goes beyond just just normal. You have a quarterback. Think about that. You had a starting caliber NFL quarterback. That is the best currency in all of football. You had it, and you had him signed, and you had it, you had it in your facility. And uh, in 2021, he had built up his value so much as a leader of men, right? As ridiculous and dysfunctional as that Raiders season was, he was the bright light, the beacon that led the Raiders through it and into the playoffs. And you took that value, tanked it, cut him, let him walk. Way to go. This is a disastrous year for the Raiders when it comes to their quarterback position. What are they going to do next? They don't have a top pick. The best free agency option is the player they just cut. Devontae Adams might bail them out. Maybe. Maybe bail them out. If he is such good friends with Aaron Rodgers that he can get Aaron Rodgers there. But you're going to have to pay him a boatload of money. And you're going to have to trade for him because the Packers aren't going to be dumb and cut a player that is of huge value to them, even if they don't want him to be their quarterback moving forward. Do you know what I would do if I was a a member of the Raiders? If I were Josh McDaniels, I would find out where Aaron Rodgers is going to do his darkness retreat, right? Which he said is starting later this week, I believe. Friday, I think is what he said. I would find out where he's doing his darkness retreat. 
And then like two and a half days in, I would go outside the wall and I would just start going, Raiders, Vegas, Devontae. And he's going to be in there going, I'm hearing things. I'm hearing things. Hallucinating. What is it saying? What is it? What is this? What is this sign? Raiders. And it would just be me on the other side of the wall. He would come out on the other side, right? He'd do his four days in total darkness and he'd go about two and a half days in. I started hearing Josh McDaniel's voice telling me Raiders. I'm going to the Raiders. Devontae Adams would be looking at you like, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, he said, what else did he say? Well, he said Raiders, Vegas, Devontae started saying slot machines, really anything related to, to, to the Raiders. At one point in time, he said, just win, baby. Well, bring it on over here. Maybe that's the whole plan. If, the, if they can pull that off, then, then I'll, I will go back and I will take back everything bad I just said about Josh McDaniels. If he's willing to go to those lengths. The good news is you wouldn't even have to camouflage yourself for anything because there's no windows, no doors, no. You'd just be standing outside talking. That situation gets crazier and crazier. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Mahomes' place in history. But what about his tight end? Is Travis Kelsey the best tight end of all time? Stick around. If it is happening in sports, it is happening right here on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. There's been an update in the Juju Smith troll job on Twitter. So we'll get to that before we get to to Travis Kelsey here. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, a teammate of Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, and a uh, Super Bowl champion, Juju Smith-Schuster. Today on Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, by the way. Said it earlier, I'll say it again in case you weren't listening. Happy Valentine's Day. This is also, if you're driving home after uh, you know getting done with work, Today's Valentine's Day. Pick something up on the way home. But Juju put out a a tweet that said, uh, it, it says, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And that has a picture of like, I don't know, like think of the, the Valentines that you like get when you're a kid and you tape a piece of candy to them and you give one to everybody in school the only, or everyone in class. The only difference is it has a picture of James Bradbury, the player that was called for the hold on Juju that ended up being the the ceiling play in the Super Bowl. Uh, and the the little text says, I'll hold you when it matters most. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. So that came from Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously a troll job trying to be funny. Uh, A.J. Brown, one of uh, Bradbury's teammates on the Eagles, did not like it very much. And I can only imagine, like, it's a tweet, so this is this is text. I'm going to read it to you. But I need you to imagine A.J. Brown reading it with the most dripping sarcasm possible, right? I need like, like brutally angry and and diabolical sarcasm. This comes from A.J. Brown on Twitter. He retweets the picture of James Bradbury that says, I'll hold you when it matters most from Juju. And he said, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. 
but congratulations again. Then an emoji of what looks like a little little party streamer situation, uh, two hands clapping, and a couple of beers clinking. TikTok boy is is biting. It stings a little bit because Juju, for just to give you the history of it, and I'm sure many of you know it, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster during his time in Pittsburgh uh, would often record TikToks prior prior to games on you know the 50 yard line, and there'd be dancing. And uh, when the Steelers weren't playing well, Juju took quite a bit of of flack for being about the TikToks more than about the the game. And and TikTok boy from AJ Brown is pretty brutal. Now, I do have to say, okay, and this comes from years and years. I, like, I enjoy trash talk. I love a good pickup basketball game where there's people on other sides of the, of the game, right, opposite teams that kind of, as long as it doesn't get too personal, it can get personal, but not too personal. Like, I'm good with it. Like, I enjoy that. I think it ratchets up the, the energy, the stakes, and everything. There is a fairly obvious mic drop that Juju has if he wants to talk back to A.J. Brown. Keep in mind, A.J. Brown's a better individual player, more highly paid, uh, better individual statistics. He's he's a more impressive physical specimen, right? Uh, has at least four more abs than Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got a Super Bowl, and it's fresh. I mean, it was one on Sunday. If there's any, like, the Eagles kind of have to lay low in my book, or at least... If you don't lay low, you're opening yourself up to a pretty easy target. You kind of have to lay low and just take your medicine for a couple of weeks. Like you just lost a Super Bowl. Just did. Just lost it. And and if you're thrown out there, he admitted that he grabbed you. Which he, he says in the middle of the... It's like, okay, then it wasn't... like You're not even saying you deserve to win. You're saying it was a foul. He admitted it. It was a penalty. He admitted it. Y'all won. Like, if I'm Juju, I'm just writing back, like, thanks. Appreciate the congratulations on my Super Bowl. If you ever get one, I'll send congratulations back your way. And did you happen to hit, uh, see Micah Parsons' tweet? I did not. So he didn't direct it directly at at Juju or A.J. Brown. He said, social media has allowed players social media skills to be better than their football skills. And then he retweeted A.J. Brown's comment that you just read. So who is he saying is better? Is he anti-Juju or anti-AJ? I would imagine the Juju, he's he's taking a shot at Juju Smith. Schuster. Correct. Okay. Um, that's even more, that's a cowboy coming to an Eagles defense? And I'm like, genuinely, if you're going to, th- like if AJ Brown is throwing the sarcasm out there, first off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. Like, if he's going to throw that out there, and I, I'd say the same thing to Micah. I'd go, hey, you know what? I appreciate the congratulations. Um, you know, thank you for the compliment on my social media strategies. I am trying to build a brand over here. Um, if you guys ever win a Super Bowl, I will congratulate you as well. Good luck in reaching what I just reached. Like, that's like, there is. Do you ready for this? Ready? You play to win the game. Like, that's what you're doing. You lost the game, you're going to get teased. In pickup basketball, if you lose the game, you don't want to get teased. Guess what you got to do? Untie your shoes, take them off, carry them out, put on your flip-flops, walk out the gym. Put on your slides, walk out the gym. 
If you're going to stay in the gym, you're going to get trash talked until you get back on the court and you win a game, then you can free reign. Even during the game, if you're back out there playing again, you can talk trash during the game, even if you lost the last one, because it's like, hey, I might win this one. But but if you just lost the Super Bowl like 48 hours ago, I'd probably turn my phone off. I'd delete Twitter off my phone and I'd and I'd go on vacation somewhere. That's my advice to Mike Parsons, A.J. Brown, James Bradbury, all the way on down the list. Jason Kelsey, all of them. I'd go on vacation. If I were Jason Kelsey, I wouldn't even be talking to Travis much. If I'm not getting paid for the podcast, I'm not talking to my own brother for a week or two. The trash talk, it's it's to the winner goes the spoils in the trash talk. All day, you've been texting the Tim Donnelly Show at 757-687-9494. Now it's time to read those texts and ask, does that do anything for you? On Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. Does that do anything for you? Brought to you by Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And Tim, we've talked a lot about coaching, coaching changes, what Eric Bieniemy should do his next stop from the 757. I don't get the NFL at all. The Chiefs have gone to three of the last four Super Bowls, yet no team has poached their coordinators. For a copycat league, teams clearly don't recognize who the smartest kids in the class are. It's it's a credit thing. They don't give any of the credit to the coordinators. They give the credit to Reed and Mahomes. It's like, um. <laughs> Let me, let me think of the best way to say this without insulting anybody. Um, gosh, there's there's no way to do this without insulting anybody. We'll say, like, let's say there... okay. Thank you. Uh, let's say there is a, a band, old school band, lead singer, guitarist, bassist, drummer. And the lead singer is the one with it, right? They're the, the lead singer is the one with the pizzazz that everybody loves. And they put out, like, 10 straight number one albums. Nobody's going like, well, you could take their drummer... Maybe you'll have a number one album. Every album that this drummer's on goes to number one. Everybody's going, yeah, the reason they go to number one is the the lead singer. So they're saying, in in this case, like the lead singer and the lead guitarist is Mahomes and Reed. You could take their drummer, or you could take another lead singer from another another team. It's a credit thing, rather than a, a copycat thing. You were going to say Ringo, weren't you? I, I, I ran through a whole bunch. Ringo was going to run into my brain. Roger Taylor was running into my brain. Uh, whoever, like, I was trying to go modern. Uh, I know there's a, a guitarist named Chris in the Foo Fighters. Uh, Shifflin, something like that. I, I was running through a whole bunch of people that would have been insulted. And I didn't go, didn't go with any of them. From the 757, Tim, can the commanders land Derek Carr? They could. I would advise against it. Not because I don't think Derek Carr is very good. I think he is. Um, I think they they kind of want to reset a bit. I don't know if they want to go right into paying another quarterback thirty plus million dollars, forty million dollars, whatever it's going to cost. Um, and I also think I wouldn't pick Washington if I were Derek Carr. There's there's it's a matchmaking deal. When when quarterbacks hit the open market and teams are looking for quarterbacks. It's a matchmaking, right? You need you need to each want each other, right? You both need to swipe. Which way is the right? Right is the good way. I think. I, I, I was I, I've been with my wife since before the 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 app started. You swipe the good way. Both of you have to do it, and then you, you're notified it's a match. You can't 
can't just be the team wants the quarterback, so now the quarterback has to come here. That's not how it works. From Larry in Hampton, there's no surprise that Jim Irsay just rinsed, repeated, and recycled his new head coach. I'm sorry, say that again? I was reading the text. You said the process of, of Jim Irsay and the Colts mm-hmm. kind of doing the same process over and over. It is. And and Larry thinks there's no surprise that Irsay is just doing the same thing over and over again. For those of you that are, are just tuning in earlier, we talked about Shane Steichen being the head coach of the Colts, being very similar to when Frank Reich was hired to be the head coach of the Colts. Uh, they both were offensive coordinators from Philly. Uh, it's funny because Reich was – his offensive coordinator was Sirian- Sirianni. Sirianni took that coaching job in Philly, and Steichen was Sirianni's head coach – or offensive coordinator. So it's a player or a coach from Frank Reich's coaching tree – coming from the same place Frank Reich came from for the same reasons Frank Reich was hired, developing a young quarterback into an MVP candidate. It's the same thing. They did not zag instead of zig. They said, we zigged last time. We're going to zig again and hope it goes better. Tim from Greg and Gloucester. We were talking about Zion Williamson being hurt again. Is he a physical bust? Not yet. I mean, up to this point, he has been, but he's still, I mean, the guy can't be older than 24 years old or whatever it is, 25. So there's a long way for him to, to settle it. Up till this point in his career, Joel Embiid was a physical bust. He's come out on the other side as an MVP candidate. Should have sh- Probably should get an MVP at some point in his, in his career. So if, if Zion comes out on the other side, he'll be fine. If it keeps going down this path, not fine. Trish in the 757 asks, which teams were the most hyped for their rosters at the beginning of the season was more disappointing, the Raiders, the Chargers, or the Jets? The Bills. Um, That's a fair point. Uh, they were a juggernaut. Um, of those, I would probably say Raiders. I think the Raiders still, like, it's one of those deals. You look at the roster, you're like, you know what? If we simulate this season over again, I bet you they're, I bet you they're much better. Uh, that's, you know, you could say disappointing. You could also say, like, poorly coached. You could also say they didn't get the best out of their players. Uh, there's a few things you could say there. Um, so, you know what? Today, today's top shot, Derek Carr. We're getting out of there. Derek Carr is today's top shot. If you want to be a top shot, check out Freedom Shooting Center, the premier shooting range and gun store in Hampton Roads. And I do still like the image of Aaron Rodgers in his darkness retreat and Josh McDaniel standing outside trying to just scream, Raiders! So then Rodgers comes out and is like, about halfway through, I heard, I heard Josh McDaniels telling me Raiders. Oh, that must have been a hallucination. Uh, that's going to do it for today's Tim Donnelly show. Thank you to Robbie. Uh, thank you to everybody called and texted in. And most importantly, thank you to Larry King Law. If you're ever injured in an accident, give him a call. 757-INJ-U-R-E-D. That's 757-INJ-U-R-E-D. 757 at 6 is coming up next. Uh, so stick around for that. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio 941. And at Donnelly Sports, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. Conversation never stops there. Uh, So again, 757 and 6 is coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody.